Welcome back, everyone, to the Kick-Ass of Class podcast, Aaron Rodgers, Greek mythology, and your Achilles heel. Do they all relate? Well, <laughs> I believe that they do. And in today's episode, we're taking lessons from an injury to one of the NFL's greatest players, right, Aaron Rodgers, as well as a fatal injury to one of the Trojan War's greatest heroes, Achilles. Do you all remember Achilles from Greek mythology? All right, well, anyways, uh, these are going to help us understand that our greatest strengths might just be our biggest weakness. But the good news is that our weakness could lead to finding out the strength to help us win the war. Yes, I know it sounds crazy. <laughs> There's a lot there. It might be a bit of a stretch, but bear with me. We're going to pull it all together. We're going to figure this out. Uh, I swear that it works. Before that, though, be sure to subscribe to the Kick-Ass with Class podcast. And if you like it, share it with your friends. You can also check us out online at moreclass.com. That's more K-L. AAS.com. We have a blog that supports this podcast there, as well as other great content and resources to help you along your journey to kick ass with class. Until then, though, this episode is entitled On Strength and Strategy, A-Rod, the Greeks, and the Achilles Connection. Let's go. So if you're a football fan, right, um, you know it, you saw it, you probably cringed when you saw it, right, but just four plays into the first game of the 2023 season, the New York Jets' greatest weakness was once again exposed for all of the world to see as their future Hall of Fame quarterback, or I should say the Packers' future Hall of Fame quarterback, but the future Hall of Fame quarterback import, Aaron Rodgers, went out for the season with an injury. But if we can learn anything from the hero of the Trojan War, Achilles, I believe that it might just be the best thing that ever happened to the Jets. But for that to happen, for that to be the case, it's going to take some serious self-reflection, and strategy, or maybe re-strategizing. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So for now, though, right, the Jets, they are in a world of hurt. Um, all of their hopes on a Super Bowl run in 2023 have now shifted from Aaron Rodgers, um, who does give you a chance at a Super Bowl run, right? They shift from Aaron Rodgers, the New York City quarterback savior and gun for hire, to their former starting quarterback, number two pick in the 2021 draft and as of today or this season i should say you know very inconsistent and underwhelming play and that's mr zach wilson um just as an aside right you just gotta feel for zach wilson he seems like the nicest guy in the world um he's got this baby face um you know just this this boyish charm about him right um but you know prior to this season his play just hadn't lived up to the hype that you receive when you're the number two quarterback uh, in the draft uh, let alone just the expectations of playing quarterback in New York City, right? Um, then, of course, they bring in Rodgers. It's very public, you know, and Wilson is all of a sudden seen as you know, chopped liver, kind of pushed aside, right? Like, hey, you know, Wilson, just go learn from Rodgers. Rodgers is going to get us to this, this goal of ours. Um, Rodgers goes out, he's hurt, and now it's supposed to be the, the Zach Wilson show again, right? I mean, I give him credit simply for showing up. Um, that is a tough, tough gig for that man. Uh, and for him to maintain his confidence and his positivity, um, I mean, that is a win in and of itself. But, you know, wins and confidence and positivity, they don't really mean anything unless you're actually producing the football field. So we will see what happens there. But with all of the hype, right, um, the Jets, you know, they're one of the most valuable franchises in the world. Um, I mean, you know, New York, any brand in New York is going to be big. Um, when you're talking about the NFL, it's even bigger. And that's what the Jets are. Um, and prior to the NFL being taken over by, you know, Swifty and Travis Kelsey mania, which is going on right now, um, the biggest story in the NFL was actually the preseason um, as Rodgers was shipped over to the Jets. Right. Um, because maybe just maybe this fairy tale ending was in store for a franchise that was long overdue. 
Uh, but fairy tales, right, they can turn into nightmares very, very quickly, like this. Of course, when I think of nightmares, then of course I think of tragedies. When I think of tragedies, then I go down this rabbit hole and I think of Greek tragedies. And when I think of Greek tragedies, then I'm thinking of Greek mythology and all these different different characters. Um, and that got me to Achilles and of course this this topic today. So I took Greek mythology in high school and it was funny because I was literally just talking to my kids about how I took that class. I asked them, I said, do you take Greek mythology? Is it offered at your school? Um, because I remember it being one of my favorite classes um, I ever took. And like many things in life, right? You know, what I learned back then, you know, super interesting back then, you learn a lot, but then you become an adult, you experience some life and like all of those stories that you heard in those lessons, like, wow, it means a lot more as an adult. It seems more relevant. Um, and so, you know, I found it appropriate to kind of take a trip down you know, memory lane and history lane and Greek mythology lane as we explore this topic. So if you know anything about Greek mythology, and you probably know more than me, right? But uh, you, of course, probably remember the legend of Achilles. And we learn about Achilles primarily in Homer's Iliad, the story of the Iliad. Um, but he does appear in other stories and poems throughout Greek mythology. I mean, he's a pretty well-known uh, character. Uh, but Achilles was the son um, of a sea goddess. The sea goddess, her name was Thetis, and he was considered the greatest warrior in all of Greece. Now, as a child, um, his mother, Thetis, um, took him down to the river Styx, and the river Styx was this magical river in the underworld, and she took him down there in the hopes of granting him invincibility because it was said that if you dipped yourself into the magical river of Styx that you would be invincible. So she takes her, her infant son, Achilles down to the river Styx and she holds him by the ankle and dips his body um, in and out. And, you know, it's important to know that it was foretold that Achilles would die at a young age. Um, and that was told even before he was born. So that was that was something that was just known. Um, and that's probably the reason why she took him down there. But anyways, all of that to say, right, Achilles, he's dipped into the magical river Styx. Um, he seems invincible, right? He rises to great power. He rise, rises to great um, renown. You know, he's renowned all the way through all over Greece um, and Troy, the rival. He becomes a hero to the Greeks, right? He kills the rival Troy's most famous and heralded fighter, and that's Hector. He kills Hector in front of all of his warriors, all the Greek warriors, as well as right in front of Hector's family. It's a very public display, um, and, and he's a great hero. And, you know, they think, well, gosh, we have Achilles. We can do anything. And Achilles appeared destined for immortality until, of course, the prince of Troy, and his name was Paris, pierced Achilles' heel with a poisoned arrow. And because his heel, because Achilles' heel was the only part of his body that hadn't been immersed in the invincible waters of the River Styx, it ultimately was his only weakness, and it killed him. So his Achilles heel was the only thing, you know, in his foot that weren't able to be dipped into the water. And ultimately that's where this arrow pierced him and he dies. So what does this have to do with us? What does that have to do with the Jets, uh, with you, maybe your organization? Well, I believe that every business and every person has an Achilles heel. It lives in our overconfidence. It lives in arrogance. It lives in complacency. Um, and when we fall victim to the always lurking enemy of ignorance, right, when we do that, we forget to assess and guard against our vulnerabilities. And the challenge, of course, is that the more success you have, the more ignorant you become to your vulnerabilities. That is a huge thing. The more success you have, the more ignorant you become. And perhaps that's why we can take heed to the words of another great figure, key figure in the Trojan War. And this was Pyrrhus of Epirus. 
and I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but there's another key figure in the Trojan War, Pyrrhus, um, P-Y-R-R-H-U-S, Pyrrhus of Epirus. And it was Pyrrhus who said this, and I know that you've heard this line, but he said, you can win the battle, but lose the war. So Pyrrhus says you can win the battle, but lose the war. And certainly Achilles, he won many battles, right? He was winning all the battles, uh, but with his death, it appeared that now the Greeks were going to lose the war. They were going to lose the Trojan War. So one of the quick lessons, right? I mean, we're kind of cutting to the end, but you know, just to kind of get here, you probably think, well, how does this all pull together? Well, one of the lessons we can take from the stories of Achilles is that to succeed long-term, honest and introspective assessment of what vulnerabilities exist is not only recommended, but it's required, right? It may make for difficult conversations. It may make for dirty, exhausting work, but that exercise is not only important, but critical. Now, here's the thing. I don't know if Achilles knew that he was vulnerable. I don't know what information his mother shared with him. And I should probably go back and read some more. You know, he might've thought that he was invincible. Um, everything he did seemed to work, right? He didn't lose in battles. He couldn't get hurt. Um, you know, so I don't, I don't really know if he was even aware that there were vulnerabilities, but obviously we know there's vulnerabilities. Businesses don't know there's vulnerabilities and you need to take this constant inventory of what they potentially can be because your biggest strength um, may ultimately end up being a biggest weakness. And that weakness could be just your, your ignorance. So anyways, back to the Jets, right? This last spring, four-time NFL MVP, Super Bowl winning quarterback and future Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers walked through the doors and onto the very big stage of the New York Jets, right? Every football fan knows that long have the Jets suffered from subpar quarterback play. I mean, you know, here they are, one of the biggest franchises in all of professional sports, and they haven't won a Super Bowl since 1969. That was Super Bowl three. So in the quarterback for that time, we all know, right? Joe Namath, Broadway Joe. Um, and Broadway Joe just happens to be the only quarterback from the Jets to be in the Hall of Fame. That's a long time between Joe Namath and where we are now. And they just have not had great quarterback play. Um, technically, I guess you could consider Brett Favre, the other Packer transfer, uh, to be a New York Jet Hall of Famer. But he only played there one year. And I don't think anyone would really think of Favre as a New York Jet Hall of Fame quarterback. He's a Green Bay Packer Hall of Fame quarterback. And we're very proud of that. But anyways, in the in the over 50 years since Joe Namath in Super Bowl three, right, the Jets have been a blend of underachievers journeymen and guns for hire at the quarterback position. So it shouldn't come as a surprise, right? When Aaron Rodgers was quickly hailed as the hero of Gotham City before he even completed the first pass. It was almost as if like the season was already done. We knew that the Jets were going to go to the Super Bowl. We knew that Aaron Rodgers was going to get them a Super Bowl. And he hadn't even completed a pass, right? And just like that, after four short plays, four plays, the long-standing Achilles heel of the Jets franchise, that being quality quarterback play, struck again. Rodgers goes down, injured. He goes out for the year, maybe uh, out for his career. We'll see about that. But of all things, right, what is the injury? It's a torn Achilles. Oh, the irony, a torn Achilles for Aaron Rodgers. Um, so what are the lessons, right? What are the lessons for a sports franchise, uh, you know, a corporate organization, or for you, the individual? Well, I think there's Four different things here, right? Number one, guard against overconfidence. Strengths in market, or, you know, strengths or market dominance, right? These all have a timetable, and ignoring it leads to complacency and missed opportunities for improvement. Your biggest strength may be your biggest weakness, and if you know that, that's a good thing to know. So guard against overconfidence. Number two, identify and address weaknesses. You need to turn your investigative eye inward diligently assess vulnerabilities and proactively mitigate weaknesses, right? You do this because it's essential for long-term sustainability 
and resistance. So you need to identify and address weaknesses. Number three, you've got to prioritize strategic decision-making. Strategic decision-making is everything. So think of it this way, right? Let's say you're a strong you know, man, a strong woman. Well, just because you're strong, you have strong muscles, doesn't mean you always need to be lifting heavy things. Just because you're strong doesn't mean, need to mean that your job is something where you lift heavy things all day long, right? Diversifying your approach and allocation of resources takes brain energy, not muscle. And that is strength too. Thoughtful choices that are strengthened by a deep understanding of not only your competition, maybe, um, but yourself, that's a true competitive advantage. Strategic decision-making is a true competitive advantage. Taking that introspective approach is a true competitive advantage. So again, number three, you've got to prioritize strategic decision-making. And number four, last but not least, embrace humility and the power of the pivot. Any friends, fans out there, they know pivot, 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 right? Embrace humility and the power of the pivot. So take being exposed. If you are exposed, if, you're, if your weakness is exposed, right? Take that as a chance to flex your adaptability muscle, right? Businesses and people that stay open to feedback, market shifts, and new approaches aren't burdened by ignorance and overconfidence, right? They pivot with ease. So you want to embrace humility and the power of the pivot. And if you do that, if you're successful in that, then you should be able to pivot with ease. And that might just be the thing to get you to your goals. So let's bring it all back to Rodgers and the Jets, right? Here's the thing. I don't think the Jets were completely off base by pursuing him, right? Um, that may have been a way for them to overcome their Achilles heel or what they thought was their Achilles heel, right? They recognized that their path to another Super Bowl was hindered by a lack of game-changing quarterback play. And they boldly and very publicly made an investment in arguably uh, the most talented player in the league in order to overcome what they thought was their biggest weakness. Um, I mean, who could have predicted that injury, right? It's a fluke injury. It was a fluke play that happened. What if it wasn't, right? What if it's possible that they were short-sighted in their solution? What if the Achilles heel wasn't the quarterback itself, but a culture and a scheme and a cast of players around the quarterback that are necessary to elevate quarterback play, right? What if the Jets did something different with their offensive line, right? Like just, the Jets' offensive line is suspect, and it has been suspect for the last couple of years. You know, in Rodgers' only game that he played, in the four plays that he played, he was running from defenders on each and every one. Does it sound like, if that was the case, does it sound like they really invested in the culture scheme and cast of players in order to overcome their weakness? Was just one person supposed to overcome their weakness, right? You can kind of think about your own scenario, right? At work and in life, how is the culture around you? How is, how is your scheme and who are the cast of players around you? Are you investing in the right things to overcome your weakness? So where does this leave the Jets? And what can we learn from Achilles? Well, with Rodgers out and a subpar Wilson in as his replacement, the Jets are now forced to fix the bigger holes in their system, the bigger holes in their scheme, uh, in their players, right? Rodgers' injury could just be the best thing that ever happened to the Jets because after all, it worked for the Greeks. If we look back, it actually worked for the Greeks. So here's the thing. It was prophesized that the Greeks couldn't win the Trojan War without Achilles. And yet, they did. The death of Achilles forced the Greeks to rethink their strategy because without their greatest strength, they had to use their cunning. And that's what got them victory. So here we are, we're 10 years into the Trojan War. Um, the Greeks lose their greatest um, warrior in Achilles. And they think, gosh, what are we going to do now? 
you know, we don't have Achilles. What are we going to do? So they get together, right? And they secretly construct this giant wooden horse. Everyone remembers the Trojan horse. They construct this giant wooden horse. And then they pretend to sail away in their ships. And they leave this horse at the entrance to the city of Troy. And the Trojans, I mean, they saw they saw the, the Greeks. They saw them get on their ships. They saw the ships leave. And they believe that the Greeks, well, they, they, they left. They surrendered. Here they have this big horse that they put together. It must be a peace offering. This must signal, you know, our peace, but ultimately it must signal our victory over them. And so they open up their gates and they drag this horse past their protected walls. And then what happens? Well, in the dead of the night, Greek soldiers, Greek warriors um, who had been hiding in the horse because the horse was hollow, uh, they exit the horse, right? And they are able to do a sneak attack upon the Trojans. They surprise the Trojans in the middle of the night and very quickly, right? They capture the city and they win the war. So they likely thought that they couldn't win without Achilles, right? It was foretold that they couldn't win without Achilles. But I believe the trick here is that it was by having him and then by losing him that ultimately they were able to reposition themselves for success. So the question back to you is, could you do the same thing? So Get your pen and uh, pen and paper because I've got four questions for you to think about after this, right? So here they are, some parting questions. Who or what is your Achilles? And you can think of it this way. Who or what is your greatest strength? Number two is who or what is your Achilles heel? So we know what's your greatest vulnerability. Then number three, what would you do if it was suddenly exposed? And lastly, how would you still ensure that you could win? So who or what is your Achilles? Who or what does your Achilles heal? What would you do if it was exposed? And how would you still win? So that's it, folks. I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, please be sure to share the podcast with your friends, subscribe to it, check out the blog, check us out at moreclass.com. We'd love to hear from you. I'd love to understand what's going on in your world, um, what you took away from this. And if you have suggestions for other topics, I'd love to dive into that as well. Until then, um, you know, I'm going to admit, I'm going to be following Rogers. He's not a packer anymore. But if there's anything about Rogers, he is a unique dude, that is for sure. And he is, you know, storyline upon storyline. Um, you know, he's already saying that he thinks he might be able to be back this season. He's doing some different type of, of treatment and recovery um, items. And, you know, he intends on playing. And if the Jets can pull this together, if they can learn from their weaknesses being exposed and have a successful season, maybe Rogers comes in at the end and they go on that Super Bowl run. But time will tell. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs>